0: Today is October 18th, 2020. We will be reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, page 37, starting with the paragraph, our behavior is as absurd and incomprehensible, through page 39, the first full paragraph that may be true of certain non-alcoholic people. Today's reader is gonna be Kira B. And our speaker is Ksenia V. So Kira, if you could please read for us. Hi, I'm Kira McPulso, reader and bulimic from New York. Our behavior is as absurd and incomprehensible with respect to the first drink as that of an individual with a passion, say, for jaywalking. He gets a thrill out of skipping in front of fast moving vehicles. He enjoys himself for a few years in spite of friendly warnings. Up to this point, you would label him as a foolish chap, having queer ideas of fun. Luck then deserts him and he is slightly injured several times in succession. You would expect him, if he were normal, to cut it out. Presently, he is hit again, and this time has a fractured skull. Within a week after leaving the hospital, a fast-moving trolley car breaks his arm. He tells you he has decided to stop jaywalking for good, but in a few weeks, he breaks both legs. On, On through the years, this conduct continues, accompanied by his continual promises to be careful or to keep off the streets altogether. Finally, he can no longer work, his wife gets a divorce and he is held up to ridicule. He tries every known means to get the jaywalking idea out of his head. He shuts himself up in an asylum, hoping to mend his ways. But the day he comes out, he races in front of a fire engine, which, he, which breaks his back. Such a man would be crazy, wouldn't he? You may think our illustration is too ridiculous, but is it? We, who have been through the ringer, have to admit if we substituted alcoholism for jaywalking, the illustration would fit us exactly. However intelligent we may have been in other respects where alcohol has been involved, we have truly been insane, but we have been strangely insane. It's strong language, but isn't it true? Some of you are thinking, yes, what you tell us is true, but it doesn't fully apply. We admit we have some of these symptoms, but we have not gone to the extremes you fellows did, nor are we likely to, for we understand ourselves so well after what you've told us that such things cannot happen again. We have not lost everything in life through drinking and we certainly do not intend to. Thanks for the information. That may be true of certain non-alcoholic people who through drinking foolishly and heavily at, though drinking foolishly and heavily at the present time are able to stop or moderate because their brains and bodies have not been damaged as ours were. But the actual or potential alcoholic with hardly an exception, will be absolutely unable to stop drinking on the basis of self-knowledge. This is a point we wish wish to emphasize and reemphasize to smash home upon our alcoholic readers as it has been revealed to us out of bitter experience. Let us take another illustration. Thank you so much, Kira. And next, we're gonna have Ksenia V. share for approximately 20 minutes. Good morning, Ksenia.
1: Hey, Kim, good morning, everyone. Um, Just a heads up, Kim, if you wanna let me know if my audio starts cutting out again, then I'll turn off the video and and see if that improves. Sure. um, So uh, thank you uh, everyone for being here, Kim, Claire, and everyone uh, giving service on this meeting this morning. My name is Ksenia V. I'm a compulsive overeater, a food addict, recovered for today. Thank you, God. And um, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to be of service to my fellows. I'm going to start my timer here. So chapter three, more about alcoholism. The way I, I view this, this chapter is a way to identify in over And over and over again. And I love that they give, um, you know, these little vignettes, kind of these individuals who I can, you know, I I read this, and if I'm rigorously honest, right, like I can see myself in these pages. So uh, the Jaywalker, you know, years ago, um, I can remember. Reading this part in in meetings, um, in big book meetings, and thinking, good lord, that's that's you know, that's a that's a little far fetched, no. Um, but if I read this right, if I replace jaywalking with eating, and you know, the progression of my disease, it matches up so well. Behavior is described as absurd and incomprehensible, Um, you know, with respect to the first drink. So it's really the fact that, you know, even though it's happened over and over where I pick up a substance, say a donut, right, or, you know, a bag of chips, you know, thinking that that's going to be it. Right, when time and time again has showed me that once I do, I switch over to this, I don't know, I can't even um, put words to it really, but I'm not myself. Um, And I just need more and more and more. And the absurdity is that I continue to go back to that substance or that compulsive behavior, thinking that it's going to be different. Or that's not a big deal, um, and that just goes to show me that, you know, the the bigger part of of my problem, right, is in my mind. Uh, he gets a thrill, right, skipping in front of fast moving vehicles, you know, um, and to someone from the outside, or yeah, outside looking on, it's like this person's got to be nuts, right? Who would jump? Who would play in traffic like that? Um, especially when we start getting beat up Uh, and to, you know, um, I can remember my family, my immediate family wondering, why are you doing this to yourself, right? Um, It doesn't make sense. Uh, And if I'm being again, honest, um, I did. I I had fun with it, you know, it is, interesting because it was like recreational for me right and then i would hate myself for it um but then the progression of my disease was so that you know on through the years this continues over and over and over again And I kind of shift, right? We see this shift accompanied by continual promises to be careful or to keep off the streets altogether. So there's like this shift in the jaywalker and there was this shift within me that, okay, you know what? This isn't so much fun anymore. I don't wanna eat like this anymore. Um, I don't wanna hurt my body like this anymore. I don't wanna keep on gaining weight too, you know? but no matter how many promises no matter how much i hurt myself i can't stop and then we look at right how it's affecting other aspects of his life and this is this i can really identify with um the progression of my disease what came with that was a lot of broken relationships was a lot of isolation was a lot of um showing up late to work, um, you know, not being fully present at work, not doing my work well, making mistakes at work, um, you know, having no social life whatsoever. His wife gets a divorce. Um, I am a relapse survivor and uh, thank you, God, two years ago, I, I put down the food again and you know, got to work and have been in recovery since then. But during my relapse, um, I was married. I am still married today, you know, thank God. But we threw around the word divorce an awful lot during that time. And all the meanwhile, right, trying every no means to get this idea out of my head, you know, oh my gosh, it's just like it takes over, It hijacks my mind, every single thought you know, uh, comes back to the food, the food, the food, resentless um, to the point that, you know, I tried to shut myself up. I tried to, um, you know, what did that look like for me? For example, during relapse, um, I took a, a leave of absence from uh, my position in the hospital because I was binging like crazy at work, right? At work, it would continue into the night um and it was getting worse and worse So i said okay let me shut myself up right let me close myself off um and you know that that didn't work even though i was uh attending at that time it, it wasn't it wasn't working um the day i come out right it's like it was like white knuckling and then I, I just bolt, I, you know, get into the car and go to the nearest um, grocery store, convenience store um, and just gorge myself, right? Such a person would be crazy from the outside looking in. That's, that sounds like insanity, right? Um, we who have been through the ringer have to admit if we substituted alcoholism for jaywalking, the illustration would fit us exactly. You know for anyone out there who um, is not recovered uh, who has not put down the food and is um you know not not working the steps you know this is an opportunity this is a great opportunity to just identify in stop looking for all the differences and look for where I am like this, this Jay Walker, and therefore like the alcoholic, right? Like the addict. However intelligent we may have been in other respects, I can definitely identify with that. Um, you know, I've, I've shared before, um, some people know a little bit about my background, but, uh, you know, I went to, you um, you know, college, undergrad, I got a degree in nutritional sciences, right? Um, I worked uh, in the biotech industry and then I went to medical school, I finished medical school, I started residency. Um, you know, this, this uh, brain does work <laughs> in a lot of ways, um, but where the food and the compulsive food behaviors have been involved, I have been strangely insane. Um, It's strong language, but isn't it true? And sometimes, you know, I wonder um, as I'm, you know, talking about my experience, particularly like my step one, right, experience of just like what that powerlessness looks like for me, it sounds, you know, perhaps dramatic, but it's true. It is truth. And I have to be convinced that, you know, my addiction is very powerful and me of of my own little power can never um. it. I have to say that to myself every single day. I can't ever forget that um, because if I don't, right, like I start to think that, you know, oh, this is okay, that's okay, Um, which is the insanity starting to kick in. So some of you are thinking, yes, what you tell us is true, but it doesn't fully apply. We admit we have some of these symptoms, but we have not gone to the extremes you fellows did. Um, And the way that, uh, you know, I could identify with that was you know, hearing um, others share about, uh, and I I don't know why, but um, specifically when it comes to the um, purging behaviors, right, as I, if I would hear others share about that in the meeting, um, you know, my mind would go to, oh, well, I'm not that bad, right, like, I'm not abusing my body that bad. Um, But you know having that mentality never helped me um you know thinking that oh you know i'm not that bad so maybe i can manage a little bit longer right or maybe i can manage for today um and you know it kind of made me think that maybe i don't really need to ask for help right um i'm not that sick um and if I've heard enough about it, right, I'm starting to understand myself and my disease, um, you know, maybe that'll be enough, right? Like, and that kind of brings me back to um, Bill when he goes to the hospital for the first time and he learned so much, right? And so how do I how do I kind of identify with this understanding of myself um, and thinking that, you know, now that I know, it, you know, it it can't happen again. Um, It's like, you know, knowledge of, um, you know, from a nutrition standpoint or, you know, even just learning about a physical allergy, right? Um, That wasn't, that wasn't enough to keep it, to keep me to going back um, to the food and to the food behaviors. Um, another thing for me in my, you know, my personal experiences, you know, things I would learn about, um, myself in therapy, you know, I think it was helpful in some ways, but it never worked for this. It never, ever worked for me for this particular. And if I'm being honest with myself, my biggest problem, right, was the food and not being able to stop. Um, We have not lost everything in life through drinking and we certainly do not intend to. Thanks for the information. So you know, I think it's sometimes we can hear things. I've heard things, um, you know, people have shared that they lost their houses, right? They went into such debt from uh, buying binge foods and, you know, doing all of these say commercial diet plants like that's that's not inexpensive. <laughs> After, you know, if you're, it, I was binging more days than not in a week, you know, easily drop a $100 per binge. Um, but you know, I wasn't losing my house, right? Um, I haven't lost everything in my life. Um, but you know, my intention to to not lose everything in life isn't enough. That's, that's not enough for me to keep the food down. Um, that's not enough for me to be convinced that, you know, it's, it's really a problem and I can't go back to it. So they tell us that may be true of certain non-alcoholic people who though drinking foolishly and heavily, at present time are able to stop or moderate because their brains and bodies have not been damaged as ours were. And uh, how many times, right, how many times do I see someone else? Did I see someone else? Um, My sister, you know, family, cousins at parties or, you know, um, college roommates, uh, co-workers, you know, eating, say, get someone's birthday, right? Or maybe they, it's holiday time, right? Like that's a great, for me, uh, a personal way of, uh, you know, identifying with this is, you know, I see others, um, you know, overeat during holiday time or whatever. Um, What's the difference? They're able to stop or moderate. Um, And why? Because their brains and bodies have not been damaged as ours were. Over and over again, they talk about this, um, you know, physically and mentally, I am different than someone who does not have this abnormal reaction to food. Um, And it starts again, it starts in my mind. The actual potential alcoholic, with hardly an exception, will be absolutely unable to stop drinking on the basis of self-knowledge. That has been said in so many ways. Um, you know, up to this point, uh, and you know, through to the end of more about alcoholism, basically, I I am not able to stop on the basis of self-knowledge. And you know, I i read that line. Over a decade ago, when I first came into the rooms, but reading that line wasn't wasn't enough to convince me. It really had to be, um, like it says, a little bit lower. Uh, revealed to me out of bit, bitter experience. Um, Nothing is going to convince me more than my own experience in the food and with the compulsive behaviors, and just like in that, um, you know, trapped in the obsession of my mind, nothing, no matter how many uh, times someone else might say, Oh, you're hurting yourself, you know, Um, or even hearing others share about their suffering and addiction. Unfortunately, I had to suffer, I had to suffer in this addiction. um, Because it got me to the point of surrender that's required to, to put down the food, you know, for today, right. Put down the food and ask for help. Ask for help, um, because there, there is hope. There's a lot of hope. Um, and I had to, you know, be in connected with fellows. I had to be in meetings in, in order to kind of first get in touch with that hope. So, um, you know, we wish to emphasize and re-emphasize, to smash home upon our alcoholic readers. Uh, Yeah, the big book says, what do they say? A a lot of, or the simple, these simple ideas um, over and over again, right? The same thing kind of over and over again. And that's, that's what I needed. Um, And you know what? It's what I continue to need. I can't read this enough. Um, I need to emphasize and re-emphasize over and over again um, one day at a time. Um, so uh, I think that's all I have at this time. I know I'm a little early, um, but I'll, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Ksenia. So we're going to stop the recording now.